Guys, I'm actually filming the podcast today. So sorry if, I don't know, I seem a little bit off or anything. I'm like trying to decide whether I should just like pretend the camera's not there or like look the camera into the eye. I'm gonna work it out. But today's episode is all about self-worth. So this is an episode that I've actually really tried to film once and I just feel like halfway through I wasn't doing it justice. I didn't have it planned enough. I feel like it's not a topic you can so much chat about. Like I wanted it to be really informative like my first few episodes so I took a step back because you know that's what that's what I do now that's my thing um and I was like okay no I'm not enjoying this I'm not doing it well enough I don't want to upload something that doesn't feel like I've given it my best shot so I stopped might sound silly but for me I feel like that was quite a hard thing to do not necessarily hard in the moment but like a big thing for me to do to be like actually no this isn't working I'm gonna come back to it which sounds stupid but if I've got a to-do list for the day and I don't get it done or whatever, like, I normally don't feel great about it or I'm like, okay, now I've just got to do it another day. Like, you should have just sucked up and got it done. Um, but I'm really glad I didn't because now I've got a gorgeously planned episode, I think, and we're going to head straight into it. I've actually got a lemonade today. Random, but we're having a, I say a family barbecue today. My brother and his girlfriend got engaged. If I talk about it for literally more than five seconds, I will start crying again. But it's like their engagement kind of party today. So it's actually 9am on the dot. And I'm filming this episode and I'm filming another another one afterwards. But let's start with our gratitude for the last kind of week. I went and watched a gorgeous sunset the other day. And it was just great. I, went, I haven't, it's something I do a lot when I'm home in summer. And I hadn't really done it yet. So I took myself to go and watch a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous sunset. Gorgeous, 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 gorgeous girls watch sunsets. So I went, I did actually bring my journal and my pen, turns out I didn't have my pen. So I kind of sat and listened to music for ages, which isn't really my vibe. So then I tried podcast, and I was like, not really my vibe. So then I just literally sat there and watched the sun <clears throat> for, well, like an hour and a half. Fun fact, my favorite part of a sunset is when the sun's actually set. I feel like, I don't know if this is niche, is it? Do people enjoy watching the sun go down so it's still a bit warm, so you still get the sun on you? Mine is, literally about 45 minutes after the sunset and the whole entire sky is like bright pink I'm not joking this guy was the most gorgeous pink sky I've seen in a while because it was such a sunny day as well this is like one of my one of my goals for summer to watch way more sunsets like a few a week because like I can't tell you how me, how they make me feel I just love them anyway I went to a super fun event in London which I'm grateful for because recently I've been like I really wish my job was a little bit more social every now and then um I think I'm realising that now when I know I'm not going to be going into uni, so I actually could be at home all day alone. Um, and I never get invited to that that many events. I feel like it's also because, like, I'm up in Leeds probably, and I don't know. Um, I feel like people, when they're kind of posting that they live in London or, like, live in Manchester, they get invited to them more because they're more, they think they're more likely to go. But ever since I kind of said that, I've been invited to three events, which is super fun over summer. And I'm sure there'll be more. And yeah, I went to my first one and it was really, really fun. Met up with some girls from my management who also went and just had a big old lovely chat. It's so nice to see people and meet new people that like you, I say work with. Obviously we don't work with each other, but like on the same management and stuff. It's like your little co-workers, it's so fun. So that was really, really great. 
journal prompt for last week was like, what is your why? If you haven't watched the episode, it's all about setting goals that align with you and not letting your ego kind of control your goals. If you don't really understand what I mean by that, go ahead and listen to the episode. Um, But I talked about my why in that episode, but I think I kind of wanted to refine it to like one sentence. So I think everybody's why, if you will, is to feel good. I think everything that we do comes down to, well, we think it will make us feel good or it makes us feel good. So I wanted to almost go like one step above that because I feel like that's everybody's ultimate why. I just want to feel good. I just want to feel happy. Um, But I thought I want to live a purposeful, intentional life um, and make sure I'm not wasting my precious time. But yeah, I feel like the word intentional is really important for me. Like my why for like every day and whatever is like I want to be so intentional with my time because that makes me feel so good. Like I said, like making sure I'm going to watch sunsets and not just like lazing on my bed watching TikTok. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I'm not saying it's not okay to be unproductive. I'm just saying that doesn't do it for me sometimes, you know? Sometimes I'm fine. Sometimes I'll, I'll do that all day long. Um, but I know I don't feel great afterwards. And then I'll see there's been a gorgeous sunset and I'm like, oh, should have been more intentional and purposeful with my time. I'm going to watch that. So yeah, I think that's my... Does that count as my why? I think that's why I like to do things that I like to do, why I like to be productive, why I like to try and get up early, why I like to exercise, why I like to go and do nice things for mental health because I don't want to, you know, be on my deathbed thinking I wasted my time. I wasn't, my life didn't have enough purpose and intention. And I think they're two really important things. Anyway. Okay. So, self-worth. I'm going to, I think, go into how I think I've grown up with like my sense of self-worth now that I look back at it. Because obviously when I'm growing up and I'm like, a lot of these kind of times I'm probably talking when I'm like 10 below, then kind of above 10 or whatever. Obviously I didn't know really what self-worth was. Um, But yeah. So now that I've reflected, I'm going to kind of talk about it, if you know what I mean. So self-worth kind of comes from, I think your sense of self and your self-esteem. But I'll explain a lot more about where I think it can come from, how we think we can improve that a bit later on. But growing up, I never really obviously knew what self I was. I was never really aware of it, but I think I never really had any problems with it. I think now that I look back, I'm like, I never really had any self-worth issues, probably up until, I'd say I've never really had many big self-worth issues. I think like I'm gonna talk about later, there's different areas of my life where I hold a lot more than others, but As a whole, I wouldn't say I'm someone who struggles with self-worth. And I think that does come down to, have you ever done psychology? (laughs) There's like a hierarchy of needs. Let me get it up so I can read it out. But essentially, it's like as you go up the pyramid, your sense of self-worth kind of goes up. So at the bottom, we've got physiological needs, which is like breathing, food, water, shelter, clothes, sleep. So if you've got these things, essentially you should have like a base level of self-worth. Um, and it's basically how your needs get met. So then safety and security is next. So like health, employment, property, family, social stability. We go up one to love and belonging, which is like friendships, family, intimacy, sense of connection. And then I think this, for me, this next step is where we go from like, not necessarily not having a sense of self-worth, but not being like, yeah, like I am really worthy of that. Do you know what I mean? Like really holding a strong sense of self-worth. I think this next step is that jump. So going from love and belonging to self-esteem. So I think having great people around you, yeah, definitely helps your self-worth. But I think you make that jump 
when you go up a level when it comes from yourself so self-esteem so confidence achievements respect of others and the need to be a unique individual and then one more step above we're at the top of the pyramid now self self actualization morality creativity spontaneity acceptance experience purpose like i was saying meaning and inner potential um and i think growing up i obviously never really had i say obviously um I say obviously because if you know me I guess I never really had a problem with any of my needs being met from my family so I think that obviously gives you a really strong sense of self and I never really had a reason not to have a sense of like a nice sense of self-worth because my parents had kind of never pushed me away from doing anything said I couldn't do anything um and yeah I kind of always I guess carried that and always believed in myself and didn't think there was a reason I couldn't do anything. But I suppose when I'm thinking of self-worth, which I suppose maybe says a bit about me and where my self-worth comes from and where I think it's the strongest, I think of like academics and achievements, I think. Like almost, um, not success, but like I, be- I I think I hold a lot of self-worth in my work because I'm like, I believe in myself that I can do that. Which I think comes from Law of Attraction, like when I found Law of Attraction, which I'll talk about. But... Yeah, this is what I mean when I think you can have different levels of self-worth in different aspects of your life. I think when I talk about self-worth, for me, self-worth is like not feeling good enough or like feeling like you're good enough to do something. And for me, achievements come into my head, like success, work. I've never thought, why, why them and not me? Like that's never really been a thought in my head when it comes to work. So I think I hold a really strong sense of self-worth there. I think not being good enough wise, like I've never really connected necessarily looks to that. I think growing up, I was never like confident in how I looked. You know, we'd have our days, we'd have on and off days, but there used to be silly boys in schools in school who would say things and whatever, but like I was never terribly insecure. I was never terribly confident. I kind of sat in the middle, but I never made that connection with me not being good enough to achieve something I guess my self-worth in myself I was always very confident and I don't know if that's just because I come from a loud family I come from family with brothers all of my family are Irish it's a very loud family when we all get together so you want someone to hear you you've got to speak loud and I think maybe my confidence came from there so I think what I've realized is I didn't necessarily connect my confidence as my confidence like as from me as a person with my looks and my confidence in my looks like I don't think for me they've ever had a really strong connection seemed to make friends pretty easy I was pretty confident I hadn't encountered anything like sticks out to me to make me think otherwise I remember I used to do like public speaking competitions I did a big speech and like why we should be allowed to wear our own clothes on a Friday literally when I was in year four and like went to the finals and there was nothing in my head where I was like I, I could win this like And I think that has a lot to do with my parents and how they kind of, like, taught me to believe in myself. And like I said, just, like, nothing ever really gave me a reason not to. And I think as well, thoughts are proved... Like, if you've got a thought thinking, I can't do this, that thought won't go away unless you prove yourself wrong. Like, you need evidence to back up a thought, right? And I've never had an evidence to believe, like, well, you couldn't do this. Which I think is actually really, really nice that I... I think that obviously I don't know like we are talking now like 10 years ago and 21 but um yeah 
there's nothing that sticks out to me as pure evidence as to why I was the way I was. I think it was just a really good upbringing and like I said, me not having evidence to think otherwise. I would do solos and choirs and I probably couldn't even really sing, but I just had the confidence. Um, and yes, I think without realising it, growing up I did have quite a high sense of self-worth and I always really believed in myself. Never thought, like I said, like why them and not me. I never believed I wasn't really worthy of something, like not passing. Like, like I say, I really think I'm talking about school here, but I think when you're in that kind of age, like I'm talking primary school transition into secondary school here, I'm not thinking about relationships or like expressing myself through clothes. I think in your school and in your friends is kind of, and in your family obviously, is kind of the only self-worth you have. Like why would you be venturing out to like relationships or really looking at your own sense of self? So because I was in that tight knit kind of like school friends, family, and everyone was really nice. My parents were really great. Like I just didn't have any reason to think otherwise. And then I think this also carried on, especially in work sense, when I kind of found law of attraction, like I was saying, so asking it is given. When I read it, it just made so much sense to me. And law of attraction is very much like, if you want something, you can get it. You just have to align yourself with it. Like you just have to be happy. And to me, I like logic. It made a lot of logical sense. It's just like, if you look for the good, good will keep coming to you. And not in a magical way that it's like, law of attraction will bring loads of good things into your life. Like just by magic, but if you're looking for good things, well, obviously you'll find more good things because you're actively looking for them. Just like if you're looking actively for bad things in your life, you're gonna find more of them. And that made a lot of logical sense to me. It's like, okay, I, I, I want something. I am gonna do like X, Y, Z practices, okay, maybe write it down, think about it, envision it, and then live as if it's kind of happening, be on that same vibration. If I'm thinking good things, it will come. There's just so many videos and books I read where I was like, that makes sense to me. Why would the universe like not give me what I want? And I think I listened to so many people who talked about it and I tried it a few times and little things had happened. Like I remember the first time I tried this law of attraction process called like the creative workshop. Um, you write down four things you want to happen in four different areas of your life and four reasons why you want them. And I wrote like, I want to get gifted products from my favorite brands. Um, this was literally, I'd been on YouTube for like six months. I had like 500 subscribers, all of my, followers on Instagram were just like my friends from school like uh, nothing do you know what I mean there was nothing there was no reason why I should have been gifted anything um and I did a skincare video about how I cleared my skin up I did send it and tag it did I send it to them I think I tagged them in it and maybe I sent them it um like a konjac sponge company and then they sent me four of their sponges and I used them every single day and I was just like wow I literally wrote that last night and I woke up to a dm that's crazy so yeah I like logic and law of attraction just made a lot of logical sense to me. I do think I've maybe always had a somewhat lack of self-worth in terms of me as a person. I say always, maybe when I was, like I said, that a bit younger age. I've never hated myself, like I said, I've never been terribly insecure and now I've kind of fully accepted who I am, try to love myself for it and I do love myself for it. It's not something that really I put a lot of pressure on now or even a lot of thought on, which I think is nice because just like you've accepted it. Like, I don't have to be like, oh, I actively love it and work on every day to like actively love myself. But I'm like, yeah, this is me. and I don't really have a problem with it. Like, it's whatever. But I remember I definitely used to try and like tone myself down when I was younger. Like I said, I think I grew up in quite a loud household in just the sense of like brothers and like, because <laughs> my family are Irish, we're all just very like loud, 
fun, bubbly characters. But I remember I always used to wonder if that was like annoying or not. I remember always thinking, I think a few people had said it to me, like, oh, you're so annoying, oh, you're so loud. People would always used to be like, oh, you're so loud, or like, you laugh so loud or something. And I'd be like, ah. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to something that when you were younger, that kind of stuck out, like that word kind of stuck out, like being annoying for me was like, oh man, like, so I just, I, I knew I was loud as well. So I was like, oh, am I annoying? And then I'd try and kind of, like I said, just like tone it down and try and just like be a bit more quiet and try and just whatever. But you know what, like, did you ever used to go into school, right? And like, say you woke up upset or like you argued with your mum before you went to school and you'd go into school and you'd be really upset and then by like second period you forgot that you were supposed to be upset today. Did anyone else of you do that? You would go to school, I did a TikTok about this the other day and I was like, oh, we're all the same. We all have the same childhood. Like you'd literally go into school <laughs> and you were like, be sad for the whole day. It would come to like second period or as soon as you seen your friends, you'd forget and then you'd be like, it's meant to be sad today. It's definitely because you wanted people's sympathy. But anyway, that would happen to me. It'd be like two periods in and I'd be like, oh fuck, I forgot I was trying to I was trying to be quiet, you know, I was trying to like tone it down a bit. Um, but yeah, I don't think it really, la that lasted that long. I think I kind of just had to accept it a few years in. <laughs> that I was probably never gonna tone down and this is just who I am and I am quite loud. I don't think it necessarily got me there, got me down, sorry, but as a, in terms of self-worth, I think that's where, if anything, when I lacked growing up, it would be there. Fast forward, I always have liked and probably didn't notice how much I valued external validation. And I think my self-worth all kind of leveled out. So like I'm saying, different areas of self-worth in your life, whether it's like you think you're a good sister, but you're not so good in the workplace or you hold a lot of self-worth in the workplace and you believe you can get that promotion, but like you don't think you're a very good friend or you don't think you as a person are that nice there's three different types of self that I'm going to talk about later but yeah I think my self-worth all kind of leveled out when I stopped seeking that validation I remember my ex broke up with me and obviously I was upset but I kind of always knew that we wouldn't work out and it was kind of just like fun in the moment and I didn't really have a problem with that but when we broke up it was very sudden and I was like oh okay and then I found myself just wanting to like download Tinder, not for any other reason than just kind of like get a little bit of validation. Like some boys just tell me I'm good looking and last middle date and then me block, like just air them and that be that. And I'm sure you can all relate. Um, and I kind of realized I was just like, that's oh, okay, I'll just go get that validation like elsewhere. And then I was like, no. And I literally would not let myself download any dating app. Um, I mean, I only didn't do it for maybe like six weeks just because I also find them fun. I also think chatting to people's fun. I enjoy going on dates. So once I realized I was on there literally just to chat to people and go on dates and not for someone to call me pretty. And I actually gave myself time to, for like six weeks to like, I say like find myself a bit, very cliche, but you know what I mean? Um, just have that six weeks to process and regain that like love for myself and love for life. And I'm so, so grateful I did that. And I think I really noticed it like how much I've improved when we went to Bali. So like me and my friends at uni, we don't really go out much and we've all got boyfriends. So I think when we do go out, we kind of just like go to bars. Like we're not really club girls, but there's a few times in Bali, like beach clubs or like when we went to clubs, clubs, I kind of realized how I felt like zero need for any validation from any boys. Like 
like I said, like we don't really go out clubs or whatever. Like we're in bars. I feel like people don't come up to you in bars. I feel like we don't give off that vibe. But in Bali, like a group of boys would come up to us and like we'd chat and we'd be friends. And then I'd be like, oh no, I've got like I've got a boyfriend. And they'd be like, oh, like compliment me or whatever. And I didn't. It just didn't phase me. Whereas before, I would talk to a boy like hoping they were gonna say that, even if I did have a boyfriend. And like shout out to my boyfriend because it's probably a lot of his doing as well. Like being in a very healthy, very like secure relationship um like maybe in the past as well I was looking for that validation because maybe I didn't get it from my relationships I don't know I don't necessarily think so I think it did really come from me I'm sure it didn't help but I think now me being so secure that reflecting in my relationship and then my wonderful boyfriend also making me feel very secure and validating me all the time and giving me lots of compliments and making me feel great obviously helps but I don't know I think I just realized that in Bali when I was talking to guys and it was very I don't know, like, I wasn't hoping they fancied me. Not that I would act on it if they did, but even, I remember before our relationships, I'd just be like, oh, like, I hope, I don't know, I, I don't want this to sound mean, but I'm sure there's some of you, if you're being honest with yourself, you can relate, because I know I've got a few friends like this. Like, when a boy comes up to you, you're just like, oh, I, I hope he fancies me. Like, I hope he thinks he, I hope he thinks I'm attractive. Um, and I always used to really, really think that, and now I just noticed that I don't. And I think that's, like I said, me taking that time away from the validation, really noticing that it's like, oh, that's actually something I used to want and now not seeking it at all because I found it within myself. And if someone came up to me and they didn't find me attractive, it, I, I think the point is, if a guy came up to me now and didn't find me attractive or it wasn't their type or whatever, I wouldn't care. It doesn't phase me. I know who I am. Also, like I said, it definitely helps that I'm in a wonderful relationship, so I'm also not seeking it. But um, before, it's not that I was seeking it, I would have acted on it. It's like, I just would have liked to have known that they found me attractive, but now I couldn't care less because it's like, well, I find me attractive and I'm very happy with myself and how I look. And I'm, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I hope that resonates with someone because I feel like that's slightly vulnerable. But yeah, and I think, like I said, that's kind of leveled out all of my levels of, self-worth not seeking that validation from other people because your self-worth doesn't lie in the hands of other people and that's what I'm saying I think it never did in terms of work like I'd never let anyone tell me I couldn't do something ever that is like motivation that would never make me feel like oh maybe I can't I'd be like absolutely fuck you yes I can anyone who's ever told me anything like my chemistry teacher my first year teacher literally I was like how can I get like a good like what do I have to do and she was like it's really hard to do well and I was like oh is it got a first like I <laughs> friends used to be like I fell out with a few friends because they wouldn't let me do like they wouldn't let me do YouTube like they thought it was embarrassing and I was like okay bye bang here I am like that's never phased me so I think that shows that my level of self-worth within academics and within my belief in myself is actually really strong but it probably wasn't surrounding like myself and my looks because if someone called me annoying or if someone didn't find me attractive that would take a hit on me and I think that's a really great thing that I was able to realise and change. So that's probably, I'll get on this later, but that's probably my number one tip is to find out what areas of your life you hold that self-worth. Kind of look at maybe why, where does that come from? Is it because you've never had um, evidence to think otherwise? Have you always succeeded and always worked hard so you've got no reason to think that you couldn't get it? Has everyone always found you super, super attractive so you've never had a reason to think you're not? Do you get on with absolutely everyone you meet? So you've got no reason not to think that you can't make friends and not to think you're a people person. 
has your mum and family and everyone always told you you're a great family member, that you're really kind, you're really generous, so you don't have issues there, but maybe in the workplace you believe people, because you don't, do you know what I mean? Where do you hold it, why? And then try and bring that into other other areas of your life, because I think once you kind of recognise what you might be good at or what you might not be good at, you can find the gaps, and then it's super easy to fill them in. I say super easy, super easy to know what to do. Doing it's another, another question. Anyway, so more about actual self-worth. There's three types of self-concept. The ideal self, the person you want to be. Self-image, how you see yourself right now. So that's your personality, your looks, everything like that. And then self-esteem, how much you like and accept that, how much you like and accept yourself. So these can all be super different. So your ideal self, you can hold a lot of self-worth in, you know, oh, the person I want to become is really great. They want to do this, they want to do this. Um, But your self-image, how you actually see yourself, you might not hold a lot of self-worth in, like you might not see yourself that great right now. And when aligned, all these three types of selves, they're congruent, and when they're not, they're incongruent. And this basically leads to low self-esteem. So when one's really high and one's not, or one's middle and one's like down in the gutter, this is when low self-esteem can come in because they're not all aligned. So kind of like I was just saying, like trying to fill them gaps in different parts of your life, trying to make sure your three types of self-concept are on par with each other and leveling them out and filling in them gaps will actually bring you a lot of peace as well as self-worth just a lot of like being a lot more sure in yourself because you don't have to hold high levels of self-worth you don't don't go for gold you know don't jump in straight away but just bringing just being like at peace and accepting it and like still like knowing who you are is really important you know we don't have to go for god straight away you don't have to jump into the deep end and try and like fall in love with ourselves and hold like all of this self-worth and never let any comment that anyone ever says affect us but like trying to level them out can be super helpful so like I was just saying about having different levels of self-worth in different parts of your life I also thought it would be I don't know nice to, to add in there so don't assume someone at your workplace because they really because I think as well a lot of self-worth just comes from comparison and a lot of the way we feel these days comes from comparison because it's natural you know we've we're watching so many people on social media we're coming to contact with so many different people's lives every day the comparison can be hard so you could be like oh they're so sure of themselves you know they're really confident in themselves they can wear whatever they want why can't I do that don't assume because someone you're watching fashion videos on TikTok, right? Don't assume because someone is wearing all the clothes they want to wear and is really expressing themselves and holds a really high sense of self-worth and sense of self in the way they dress. Don't assume they've got it all together and they are an all-rounded, confident person. You know, they might be, and I'm not saying drag them down if they're not, but I'm just saying bear in mind that there's a lot more aspects to self-worth than seeing a confident person in one aspect of their life. Because like I just said, I was so confident in my belief in myself and believing I could go for anything academically or success-wise or work-wise, job-wise, money-wise. But like if someone called me annoying on the street, that would have affected me for so long. Like annoying was always that word that hit me. Or if someone chubby always used to hurt as well. I think growing up I was a bit bigger, a bit chubby. No, I was never big, but like, you know, like puppy fat, like a bit chubbier than the girls growing up. Like I think I probably just hit puberty a bit before as well. Not boobs wise still don't have any of them but 
I don't know, I didn't have the same figure everyone did. So if someone ever, there was a few boys in school that used to call me fat and whatever. I think things like that always affected me. So someone might have seen me and been like, oh, she always gets like well in class or she always seems like she's not trying and then she does well. And it's like, yeah, you could think I've got it all together and I'm a really confident person. But actually for a long time, I wasn't probably that confident in myself. So yeah, I just, I don't know. I just wanted to put that, put that in there because... I think comparison could be the feat of joy sometimes and comparing your journey of self-worth to someone else's is impossible and so unhelpful. So I basically just wanted to say, yeah, please don't do that. So I thought this was interesting. The higher our self-esteem and our self-worth, you might have realised this from what I was just saying, the higher your emotional immunity, which is basically your emotional immune system, let's say, meaning that people can't affect you and your self-worth so the higher your self-worth like I said someone can call me annoying now and I'll be like haha yeah whatever like I don't care I know I'm not annoying I'm just not quiet so if you want someone quiet go ahead and find someone that says absolutely f all about me just because you don't want to be my friend or follow me or go to dinner with me like someone else does that doesn't say anything about me and I think that's something I've always I say always, that's something I've really held in the last few years that like someone's opinion on me or someone wanting to spend time with me or not actually doesn't have anything to do with me. What they are saying and reacting to about me actually doesn't, like just think about it, doesn't have anything to do with me. I have not changed, I've not whatever, like nothing has happened to me. You've just decided I'm not for you. Okay. That, that says nothing about you. Like, don't let anyone's... Don't let someone else determine your worth. Don't let someone's capability of seeing your value and your worth determine your own because you're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> it's not... It's irrelevant what, how someone else sees you. And if, I think if you do a lot of work on this, you'll kind of realise that quite quickly. But I think that's something that's always really helped me because I think I've said it as well before, something I live by is what Susie says about Sally says more about Susie than it does about Sally. So if your best friend's bitching about you, you know what I mean? If your best friend has called you ugly behind your back or a bitch behind your back, that says way more about your best friend and the type of person they are than it does about you. She's got it in her to turn around and bitch about her best mate. There's something going on with her. You're not a bitch. There's something going on with her. And then I think as much as I reinforce that to like my friends when we were having when they were having problems with like their other friends or if I had problems with my friends, I was kind of always like, oh, well, that doesn't mean anything about me. You're a mean person, like being mean about me, just calling me ugly or fat or something behind my back. That doesn't actually say anything about me. Why are you being mean? And then I think I realised that in all aspects of my life, you know, if a boyfriend breaks up with you, that doesn't say anything about you. You haven't changed. They, it's just whatever's going on in their head. And it's also like, you're not gonna be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. Do you know what shot I see? Shot I seen? Quite a scene the other day that I thought was really funny. It's like, you're not gonna be everybody's cup of tea, but you're gonna be someone's shot of tequila. And I think as well, just realizing all these little things has a huge impact on your self-worth because you realize it just doesn't come from anybody else. Like you're gonna have friends that you meet and drift apart and there's gonna be people who don't like you at all. Like you've gotta be the villain in somebody's story, you know? Your perception of yourself is never the same as someone else's perception of you. No one's perception of you in general is the same as each other's. 
they're all a reflection of themselves and their own opinion on themselves and things that have gone in their lives or the person you might be similar to in their life in their past who did them dirty or something like people's opinion and reflection of you literally says apps that literally says fuck all about you and i just think that's a really important thing to recognize on a self-worth journey because then you have a very high emotional immunity and nobody can damage that and I think that's really special and that's a place we all want to be because then we know what we're worth and we can go through our lives like doing what we want to do acting not acting how we want to act but do you know what I mean like not trying to dull ourselves down like going for what we want in work wearing what we want I think that's just yeah a really important part of life to hold a lot of self-worth because you need to know who you are you need to know what you deserve walking around in life so that you get what you deserve me thinking that was really motivational and actually it was just a bit of a word from it okay so <laughs> how do we get higher self-worth then making sure your needs are met first and foremost that period i was pyramid i was talking about let's go through that and see if you've got any gaps anywhere and let's see if they can be filled making sure our basic needs are met first and foremost Try and list what you love and what you're already good at. So, apparently, forcing positivity on people who have a low self-esteem actually isn't that effective. So, listing things that you already love rather than try or already accept or already kind of like or just things you don't hate <laughs> um, is a really good start. And then to that list, um, add to that list, and then try and learn a new skill or enhance an existing one. So if you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I'm not good at anything, I have this shit, I've got nothing to add to this life, go and learn a new skill because the more skills you earn, the more kind of like worth that you think you hold. Like, oh, I, I can play the piano a bit now. Like it just boosts your self-esteem a little bit that like you're good at something else, you're, like, you're good at something new. Although I love affirmations, like I said, it's apparently said that forcing positivity on people with low self-esteem doesn't help. And if you've ever asked and it's given, I know I bang on, bang on about this book all the time, but I really do love it. They have an emotional set scale, like an emotional set point scale, I think it's called or something. Um, and it's basically always saying how you can't jump up the scale too high. So if you're in like a depressive state and then something makes you angry and then you realise when you're angry, you actually don't feel as bad when you did when you were depressed go to that angry level and then try and work up and up and up. And just because someone's telling you that you shouldn't be angry, you should be happy, ignore them because anger in that moment feels better than depression. So working up that scale one at a time is actually really good and not to let anyone tell you that this is, isn't how you feel, etc. So from that book and that kind of set point scale that they talk about, I understand why forcing like positivity on people who aren't feeling very positive it doesn't work because it's not like in alignment with them it's just not true in that moment um so instead of trying to do loads of positive affirmations or like list loads of things you like about yourself or being like i am worthy i am worthy if you're not there at all it's not going to work so instead of that try and counteract every bad thing you say about yourself or say about a situation this is something i try and do because it's so much easier said than done to be like don't say anything bad about yourself. Don't complain. Don't say anything bad about your situation. But 
that's not possible. Sometimes your mind just goes there and you think, for fuck's sake, I'm really stressed. Or like, oh, this top doesn't look good and you make sure it look big. Or like, oh, these trousers don't fit you. You've definitely gained weight. Like sometimes that would just come, these things come out, you know, the thoughts, we're not fucking robots. They come out of our minds and we think them and that's okay. But don't leave it there. Try and counteract it. If I picture, if I ever do that to myself and I look in the mirror and I think, oh, you don't look good today. I literally will pose in the mirror, smile at myself and be like, yeah, you do. Sorry about that. Don't, you don't have to do something crazy or just like this top doesn't look good on you. Like you, I'm not going out, whatever. Like, okay, no, okay. So maybe I don't want to wear this top today. What top do I always feel really comfortable in? Go and put it on. There you go. You look good now. Just always try and counteract or just even notice what you're saying. Because I think the more aware you become to these thoughts and things you're saying and thinking about yourself, the more you can kind of stop them or counteract them and just kind of realise, okay, what am I saying about myself? Okay, so what must that mean? It's always like about myself and my looks and never really my general life situation you know what I mean like I'm never stressed I'm never complaining about work so that must be good but I'm always complaining about like the way I look okay so maybe it's that validation thing that Megan was talking about maybe it's because I look for a lot of validation in other people and I need to find it in myself like just starting to notice these thoughts is really positive and really strong thing to do and I think trying to counteract them is even better because you can literally nip it in the bud there and then and like change the narrative change the mood for the day just decide no okay not today you don't look fat but if that's how I feel if that's how I genuinely feel right now let me change it let me put something else on and let me tell myself sorry about that no you don't which is another point I've just wrote down is like just be kinder to yourself <laughs> don't compare yourself with journey with anyone else don't let someone don't believe every word that everybody says like be kind to yourself and give yourself the benefit of the doubt fake it controversial maybe but I think I have faked the majority of my confidence in myself. Like, me and the girls at uni have this thing where, kind of like I just said, like, counteracting that thought. But it started out as a joke. Um, like, we always turn around to each other as a joke. And we're like, if someone, like, laughs or does, like, a weird dance move or, like, something weird, we're like, oh, my God, you're so ugly. Um, I think it came from something. I can't remember what. And then we'll be like, no, I'm fit. <laughs> and it sounds so stupid. Or if someone comes down, like, oh, my outfit's whatever, I'm like are you serious you're fit I was like you didn't just say that that's weird like you're fit and then we're like yeah you're fit like we're fit and we just say it all the time and it's so weird how much it actually changes your mood and actually changes your perspective of yourself like I'm not joking I think that you're fit should we should literally what's the word like not coin it monetize it copyright it copyright it because we say it all day every day and I genuinely think that is the reason I feel so fit half the time because I'll stop and be like, you're fit as a joke, but it works. You're like, oh yeah, I am actually. Cool, all right, let's go. Even if I'm leaving the house, like, yeah, yeah, I'm fit, ha ha. And we leave and then I realise, oh, I never actually changed the top I wanted to. I'm like, oh, well, I feel a bit confident now. So yeah, fake it. Tell yourself you're fit. Except it's a journey of proving and realising your own greatness. Journey of proving thoughts wrong, proving thoughts right. It's going to take time and that's okay. Once you realise your self-worth, other people won't affect you and you realise how much you deserve, how you want to be treated, how you want to dress, what you actually want from work. You'll make goals that align with you and not your ego. And like, I feel like self-worth is the basis of everything. You'll have amazing relationships because you're not needy. You're not looking for validation. You're not looking for whatever. Like, you know what you bring to the table and you're not going to let someone treat you like shit in any aspect of your life. And that is so powerful. So my journal prompt, I want to know what, I don't know how to phrase this, in what part of your life do you hold the most self-worth? 
So like I was saying, is it in the workplace? Is it in relationships? Is it in who you are as a person? Is it as a friend, as a family member? Where do you hold the highest amount of self-worth? And then my mindful moment is to... I didn't actually write one down, I forgot. Um, what have we been talking about? Counteract, counteract your negative thoughts. Try that out for the week. Every time you say something, notice it and try and either just say sorry to yourself in the mirror somewhere or just sorry in general. If you can't bring yourself to say something positive, just say sorry. And if you can, counteract it with something nice. And that is the episode on self-worth. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. I was worried it was just going to be either a bit short or just a bit blabbly or whatever. That's the first kind of podcast episode that I've really planned like that. And I have dyslexia, so I'm really bad at reading notes. So I hope it wasn't too stop-starty and I hope it wasn't too repetitive. But I'm proud of that and I'm really proud that I waited and planned this and did a standard that I thought was good. So yeah, hope you enjoyed it and I will see you next Sunday for an open advice session. And remember, you are so worthy of everything. Bye! Bye! Thank you.